What do you do when you can't fill the seats of your program? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. This is a problem no business owner wants to have. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can learn more about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today we're talking about what do you do when you've created a program or an offering? You have high aspirations for filling it to the brim and you find yourself only halfway there. How do you manage the mindset around it? How do you get strategic about what to do next? And how do you figure out what you don't know that you don't know? That's where listener, our listener today finds herself. So let's dive into the question and I'll find you all on the other side. Hi, Heather. I'm hosting a live event at the start of August. Everyone told me not to worry about filling the seats, that I had a local audience that would love to spend the day with me and that is a lot of and that a lot of people are looking to travel in August. I reserved a space for 25 people and budgeted on 25 people and have only sold 13 spots. I've been promoting this since the start of April. Providers are asking for a headcount and I am looking at a budget that has me losing money. I'm over my head and so embarrassed. I know I can keep promoting this thing, but how do I not come off as desperate? Everyone who says let go of the results has no true idea of what it feels like to be feeling in debt from something you created that bombed. <laughs> okay, now let go of the results thing. That is kind of common, um, common in the entrepreneurial space and maybe that's a podcast episode in itself for me some other time. But let's dive in. Um, you are leading with disappointment and you're leading with your embarrassment. So as a result, you don't see the options in front of you because you don't want anybody to know that this is happening. But you're talking about an August event. Um, this episode is going to, I believe, be aired before the 4th of July. So we're like, whenever you hear this, um, I've lost track of my dates and pre-recording, but you're probably hearing this with at least a month to go in your event. So why would you decide now that you can't fill 13 more seats um, or 12 more seats, whatever? Yeah, 12 more seats. Um, what makes you think that's not possible? Um, I can tell you how it won't be possible. And it's not going to be possible if you're not willing to ask for help to figure out what has gone wrong, to figure out what you don't know that you don't know. So the first thing that I would actually encourage you to think about doing is whether or not you have somebody who's experienced and running these kinds of events. If this is your first event, you said to me, everyone told me it wouldn't be a big deal to fill a local audience. Well, who's everyone? And are, <laughs> were they your friends? Was it your mom? <laughs> Was it other business owners? Like who told you it wouldn't be a big deal? Because I think it's nonsense. I think anybody who tells you selling out your group program, be it a live person event, a group program, a mastermind is full of horse crap. If they're telling you it's going to be easy, no big deal. Like, I think that's such a minimization of the experience and the work that it takes to pull off such a thing. So that's the first thing I'm going to ask you. The second is, have you spoken to somebody whose experience 
is events. So one of the things I would think about is I have a client, um, I believe she's uh, Seattle-based, I think, if I'm keeping up with locations. Um, Emily Mernon, she does, um, uh, shoot, I just pulled it up in, before I started recording. I believe she does um, Wild Elm um, events. Hopefully I got that right. I'll put it in the show notes for you in case I'm, I'm butchering the name. Sorry, Emily, if you're listening to this. But Emily is a specialist who helps business owners pull off these retreats. Um, my guess is she could look at you and your business and your strategy of what you've launched so far, what you're trying to accomplish. And my guess is she could help you get some butts in those seats. Um, but if you're looking at this, um, event and you're already telling yourself that it's halfway, um, you know, that you're not halfway there and do you have to cancel it? Do you have to start telling people not to come? Are you going to be out money? Are you going to have to be in debt? Like all of that is so negative in terms of painting yourself into a corner of what your options are. And what I would much prefer you do is start thinking about like, okay, I have four to five weeks to fill this up. What do I need to do? So again, and you hear me say this on the show all the time. What are you willing to do for what you want? Are you willing to ask for help? Are you willing to go to people not who are just super positive cheerleaders and are going to rah, 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 rally you about, but are actually going to help you? Um, like ask them for help. Tell them and admit the frailty because so often when we're embarrassed by the lack of success our business has, we don't show up and we hide because we just think, if we don't talk about it, nobody will know. But at the end of the day, we've all been there at some point in time. We've all like launched the thing that nobody bought. Like, and we've all launched that crazy wild thing that we didn't think anybody would buy and everybody clamored for it. That happened to me like, you know, a little over a year ago when I was moving to California. It's how my coaching on demand program got launched because I said to people, hey, who wants to do this on Voxer with me until I move? And I got a group to sign up and we did some really good work together. So you don't know what you don't know and you have to be willing to try. And that's what you did, right? You tried, you started the event, you started to advertise it, you started to connect to warm audience members, but like, what else did you do and how are you selling it? And what's your messaging look like and what haven't you done? So what I would encourage you to do is, you know, reach out to Emily or if you know an event specialist yourself, um, certainly reach out to somebody you know, but get a professional on this. Like before you write off the money, before you decide you're not going to be somebody who runs a successful event, like have somebody look at the numbers, have somebody double check your work and make sure that you're spending money where you should, that you're not spending money that you don't need to spend and where smart investments would be to fill the seats. Um, but you're giving up. And it's like five weeks away. So I think what ended up happening is people started saying, hey, we really need the numbers. Hey, we really need this. And you started telling yourself a story that it was all over, that as soon as those questions got asked and as soon as somebody wanted that information and you didn't have it, it was a sign that you weren't going to have it. Like the reality is, is all of these places, hotels and retreat centers and conference centers, they all have their job to do, right? They need to start preparing for your headcount. But you can also 
say, hey, listen, we're about halfway there. I'm planning on 25. I would like, you know, more time. I understand if there's a surcharge for not getting the headcount in at a certain time, I'll gladly pay it, but I am still working on this thing. Or you then as a business owner decide that you're not going to try to fill the seats and then you make the smart decision, you know, that's the smartest for you, that you just sort of accept the financial loss, you cancel the event. But to me, there is a wide open gap. Um, and you like started closing up shop and packing it in as soon as somebody asked about a headcount. That is not an indicator to me to somebody who at least like they took first glance at your business and said, hey, you have a good local audience. Of course you can get 25 people in. So I want to know what you tried. I want to know how hard you went to it. I want to know how you sold it. If you sold it, what your offer was, how do people know the offer is for them? I want to know all those things. And that's what any event planner is going to want to know. Because I think what happens, sometimes the other thing that happens is like somebody says, oh, it's going to be so easy. So we just casually toss it out and we say, oh, by the way, I'm kind of a coach. If you want to hire me, blah, blah, blah. But we don't say, hey, neon sign right here brand spanking new offer in a retreat style setting. I am going to like do this. And if you're hurting with this, I'm going to offer that. If this is bothering you and by the end of a couple of days together, you are going to be walking away, getting in your car or hopping on a plane with the newfound knowledge that ABC like sell that shit sister that like, and I'm worried that you're not like, in fact, I think I'm probably assuming that you're not because so many people, as soon as they decide and tell themselves story that it's not going to work, they stop selling and they stop trying and they stop showing up and then they start minimizing their offer or they start muddying up their offer and they start playing small and they stop doing, they stop. And so what I want you to do is stop stopping, like beginning, middle, end. You either walk away and give up on this and put your head between your legs and sister, that will be your choice. Anybody always gets to decide for themselves. I don't want this. This is too hard. I am not willing to do this for what I want. And there is no shame in that. So long as you own the choice and stand behind it, but don't make yourself a victim to it. You just heard me talk the other day about how I landed myself in therapy because I made myself the victim of everything that was happening. So you don't want to do that. Or you want to look in the mirror, caffeinate the heck out of yourself and just ask yourself, like, what am I willing to do for what I want? Who am I willing to ask for help from? What partnerships do I need to create to fill the seats? Can I offer an affiliate thing? If you get somebody in, I'll give you 10%. Like, what can you do but stop writing this off? That's how you sell out a program, my friends. I just started a rant, so I should probably stop talking because I think I made my point like five minutes ago. But, you know, reach out to Emily. Talk to events people. Uh, You might even be able to talk to the conference center themselves. They probably have an event planner who can give you some ideas. But ask for help. Be willing to accept help. And don't let this define you. Don't let this be a story that something's happening to you. You've like been big and bold and you're putting an offer out there. And right now it's not working, but there's no indication that it's not going to work. There's no evidence for that. The evidence is you're halfway there and you need help getting the rest of the way. So go get it. I'm not your girl. I'm not business strategy, but I think I've at least tossed a couple of ideas your way where you can do an honest assessment for yourself. 
about how you have really shown up for this and where you found it in. And if you are honest with yourself and you get clear on what you're willing to do for what you want, you will, you will absolutely sell out that program. I am rooting for you all the way. Go connect with Emily, get her two cents, ask for help, accept help, and fill that program. You've got this and I've got your back. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.